This is the Church in Black and White podcast, where we discuss current issues of the church and culture from two complementary perspectives. Your hosts are Braylon Harris, pastor of Mount Olive Baptist Church in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and Michael Linton, pastor of First Baptist Church of Sulphur, Louisiana. And now, the ebony and ivory of podcasts, the church in black and white. Hey folks, we are glad to be back. The summer is is practically over for us. Uh, school starts in one week, two weeks, Braylon, what is it? One week from tomorrow. There we go. So uh, Braylon and I will be traveling less, probably, and that means recording more regularly, prob- probably. Now, I have noticed, Braylon, that we've had um, quite a few new views on our Facebook page. That is true. Facebook lets me know about that. And um, so it looks like people are looking for our next podcast. Well, here it is. And uh, it should be should be more more frequent than it is. I'm I'm Michael, uh, as the intro said, and my buddy on the screen there is Braylon. Hey, Braylon. Hey, hey my man. How's it going? Good. Been we a are. It has been a minute. Uh, I think. Uh, the last one was mid-July, if I'm not mistaken. Early. We're creating, you know, we're creating scarcity and raising our value. That's a business <laughs> major's description right there. I'll just agree with him. Um, yes, that was what we're doing. Or maybe it was maybe it was mid-June. Might have been I mid-June. June. We, yeah. So June. it's it's been nearly two months since we recorded. At least we did and a half, make so. some rule that never turned into gumbo, though. One That's time. Right. <laughs> that's, right. that's right we we met to do it and then didn't do, didn't have time to do it and never got back to it so yeah uh yeah we've, we've done that a few times all right well in the meantime uh since we last talked braylon and i have had our anniversaries at our church our respective churches uh braylon celebrated 10 years as pastor uh and 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 you were you were on staff before that so it's 10 years yeah, as senior pastor years. Yep, I did two years as assistant pastor. Okay. Yep. Um, and then I, this past Sunday, celebrated five years here at First Baptist Sulphur. Braylon and We got to get us an applaud button. <gasps> I, yeah, I, I've got it on my phone. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. I, yeah. I, I put it on my phone to make myself, well, you know, do you do, feel do you good. Do you play that during, I, during your sermons? You know, if it gets quiet, um, <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we've got to get an applaud button. You you deserve an applause for five years. There, you there go, we go. That's the best I can do. Um, so, yeah, five years and 10 years. So we're going to talk about uh, pastoral longevity. And while this five years is not longevity and even 10 years, I mean, we know pastors – the first one that comes, first two that come to mind are Perry Sanders at First Lafayette. He was there mm-hmm. 50 something years. Uh, man, if we only had uh, Andy Buckley here, he could tell me exactly. And Tommy French at Jefferson Baptist in Baton Rouge, I know was there over 50 years and he started that church. He was the first mm-hmm. pastor they had. Oh, so, wow. um, so 10 and five years are small by comparison to them, but compared to the average. The average being 18 months, two years, three years uh, in, mm-hmm. in churches. 
we are above average. Maybe the only thing we're above average in, but we're above average in number of years. So today we're just going to, we're going to talk about kind of interview each other, I guess, um, how we did it, what has changed since we've been here. Um, uh, was it easy? Was it hard? I think we all know the question, uh, the answer to that question, but we're going to talk about all that to help pastors that are listening to us understand, uh, you, you, to, to let church people understand what, uh, what we experience. And, and then you're also going to get your church in black and white here. It's, it's a different culture. We've talked about that a number of times and yet it's no easier to stay a long time at a black church than it is a white church. Um, they, they may have different challenges, but they certainly have their challenges and, uh, we'll, we'll get into all that today. So Braylon, just cause I talked so long, we'll start with you. You've been there now 10 plus two years as the uh, 10 years as the pastor, right? Yeah, man. 10 plus two, uh, for, for me. And it's been a, uh, I, I usually describe my pastoral experiences as the funnest, the funnest ride I've ever been on and most fun rides are scary. Right. And so, uh, it's been a fun ride, Mike. And, uh, so it's been really exciting. Uh, it, it, but it also has been an incredible ride. Uh, when we start talking about the you know, I think what we lose in this uh, many times and hopefully we won't lose it in this conversation is the journey that the pastor goes on uh, in his personal development, his personal faith, uh, his personal walk with God and relationship with God. Uh, and that to me has been the extraordinary thing is to kind of yeah. look back uh, at my personal journey, right? And kind of look back at sermons at the beginning. And, you know, listen, that, that's one of the cool things about Time Hop, right? Uh, you know, you get to these moments of anniversary and you, you go on Facebook and you click on Time Hop and you can go back and see, you know, okay, 10 years ago, what was I saying? What was I going through? And, you know, and kind of walk forward and kind of be able to do that every day is a really, really cool experience. You know, you know what I mean? Um, we don't, I've often said that Facebook should publish diaries for you. They should take all of your posts and just send them to you in a book. You know what I mean? Yep. Particularly when someone dies, they should just create a book of that person's post and send it to them. You know, uh, I, I normally keep that in mind when I'm making posts because I hope that maybe that would happen. And, and, and so I would hope that if my kids got my Facebook post book, uh, and if you're thinking about copywriting that idea, you know, just bless Mount Olive Baptist Church and I'll be glad to, we'll be glad to receive it. But, That's you know, right. when someone passes away, they should just get a book of their post. Uh, and as we post, we should think about that someone might get a book of our posts one day and uh, be able to kind of see the train of thoughts uh, and the ups and downs of our lives. And so it's been really cool to see that journey for me, you know, um, of course, my father's a pastor. Uh, I think that's kind of our difference is, is I kind of, you know, you know, kind of had a front row seat to this thing the whole, you know, my whole life. Uh, but so I came in at, at a, you know, uh, at an advantage, some advantages. Uh, I didn't mm -hmm. go to seminary, so I came in at that disadvantage, but I did have a father that was a pastor, so I came in with that advantage. Uh, and so I think from a administrative 
from a human resource point of view, I've been able to navigate some things that very honestly should have made me a statistic of three years, okay? <laughs> should have made me a statistic. Uh, but we've been able to do some things along those lines. And then, of course, as far as theology and, and preaching, it's just been a growth. It's been such a development. I, I remember very early on, it was like, you know, I would never take a curriculum and, and you know, just kind of walk the curriculum or take a book and just kind of walk through the book. And now I'm literally doing 100% curriculum alignment. I'm literally following the International Sunday School lesson through the year uh, and using the background scriptures and the devotional readings as my Wednesday nights and my Sunday messages inspiration. I would have never, never mm -hmm. thought about doing that. You know, I'd have thought, oh, you know, that's cheating or that's, that's the easy way. Or that's because, you know, you lack inspiration. And I was young and dumb, man. You know what I mean? This has been the most incredible year, you know, for me, uh, you know, last couple of years walking through various books. Uh, so from a personal development and even a personal study, I, I can see my growth going from, you know, I'm going to come up with just something out to pull it out the air every Sunday, my first two or three, four years, you know, of course, praying and but very original, maybe not connecting the dots to then moving into series preaching, kind of connecting the dots, then moving into chapter by chapter, really, you know, connecting the dots and then deciding over the last year or so to go to this kind of uh, international Sunday school, following the international Sunday school lesson. So literally, whether you're in a ministry, whether you're watching Wednesday night, Sunday school or Sunday morning, all of those lessons are aligning now for that particular week, trying that out, enjoying that process. So just looking at that one thing, I can see, man, a ton and ton of growth uh, in, in just me, in, in me. Well, we may talk about that particular topic uh, next week then, because we're about to start doing the same thing using LifeWays Explore the Bible uh, curriculum. Mm. And as a matter of fact, I've got a pastor friend who already does it and has been doing it for quite a few years, uh, Josh King up in Conway, Arkansas. And uh, I've, I've asked him a number of questions about, okay, so you do this and what now? And uh, uh, asking him about how he goes about it. We're going to be doing that same thing. So maybe that'll be a good topic for us um, next week. I I'm actually thinking about going back and grabbing experience God, man, believe it or not. Uh, I, our church has never gone through it, so I'm thinking about ooh, doing that. Uh, me too. Never. Yeah, so I'm thinking about going back and doing experiencing God on Sundays uh, and then actually doing spiritual leadership. If you've never read, listen, I, I don't do many plugs, but spiritual leadership by Henry Blackaby is, mm -hmm. man, that was the book for me. You talk about 10 years ago two books really when i first started pastoring spiritual leadership by henry blackaby and visioneering by andy stanley and well three simple church uh by by uh um uh, and i will forget his name tom Rainer. Yeah, you know no tom Rainer. That, that. that's a tom Rainer. okay uh but those three man were were very strong early on and i and i think they've been very formative uh in, in my ministry and 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 I believe have served me well and so I'm, I'm going to grab experiencing God for the church curriculum and then uh I'm going to kind of do a top flight type of thing uh which is going to be the uh spiritual leadership by hearing back if we're going to walk through that for the rest of the year so so yeah we should talk about that next week uh yeah what, what yeah we're doing, how we're doing the but curriculum and stuff. we did experiencing God 
my first winter here, or was it mm. second? So 2017, 2018, I think it was 2017. Um, and we did it, uh, we did, we did it as a, um, a small group. We didn't do it in our Sunday school, uh, if I remember correctly. Uh, but I preached each week, the memory verse for gotcha. that week, that, that was what I, and, and let me tell you, there were some, there were some memory verses, some of those verses that were, I mean, slap people type of, mm -hmm. of verses. And, and I, I, you, you go in, I went into those thinking, and here I was less than a year in, but, uh, <laughs> Tackle it, huh? <laughs> yeah, because there was yeah. one where, oh, and I'm not going to remember what it is, but I, the sermon is somewhere um, in my, my Vimeo file, where I had to address a group of people. I had been here less than a year, if, I'm, if my dates are right, and I had to address the fact that there was a group of people trying to get me fired already. Mm. Now, right. the verse, the passage led to that it was a right. situation where and i struggled and i got up there and i i said i debated all week whether i should say this next part right. and um there were people that thought i was resigning um mm. in less than a year or uh gosh i'm not gonna remember it now I, I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2017 right not long under under average um, under average under uh, <laughs> yeah um so uh yeah that that's that's a that's a great one to go through uh let oh, yeah. me let me just put it that way we'll do it so the the idea then of 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 learning uh in the five years that i've been here uh i i i see the some of the same things now my my preaching because i've been preaching five years prior to that and and i, I had been to seminary so while I've had to develop my preaching, I'm, and I'm, I'm not there yet, I still go to preaching conferences, conferences, I still read about it, I still try to get better at it. So this is not Michael saying he's learned it all in preaching. Um, he's pretty good, but, though. You should go listen to his sermons. Go ahead. Well, I, I, but I, I do know that I'm getting better. And what's interesting is I'll have people that say, you know, oh, that's the best one yet. That's the best one yet. Five years on. That's the best sermon you've ever preached. This you're just getting better and better, and and I look at it and I go, "What change? I don't think I'm doing anything different." Right. Exactly. Yeah, what you know, um, they just like you more. That's what it is. Maybe. <laughs> well, part of it is we've we've been aligned in our Bible reading, even right. though we haven't right. been discussing it in Sunday school. We call it connect groups, but mm. um, our our reading during the week is aligned with the sermons. We're people. Mm. I. And they are getting more out of it because we're doing the same thing. You got, you got some more context to go with it. And you've been marinating it a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And, and if I could say the one thing I've learned in my five years here, it is how to go on faith. Mm. My faith has increased here. Uh, I was looking at uh, before I came here and, and, and months before I knew anything about this church. I knew I was leaving my last church. We were uh, looking at a number of different things, primarily finances that said they, they can't afford a full-time pastor. Right. And uh, so we knew it was coming. Uh, we made arrangements in the budget for me to be gone by mid summer, but half the year was, was what we had worked out. And it had 
things improved a little bit along. We cut some other expenses. I could have stayed a little bit longer, but that was just kind of the, the, the uh, goal. So I created a Facebook group where I invited some people uh, that I was close to that I knew were praying people to just be a place where I could say, hey, this is going on. Can you pray for me? And um, I looked back at that Facebook group a few, a uh, few couple of weeks ago. Um, it, it popped back up and I got to see the things that I was asking for prayer for. Right. And, and what I was reminded of was when we first started talking to uh, the search committee, uh, and I'm, I'm scrolling back through it now just to be sure, um, it was in May of 2016, um, Yep. May 17th, I had my first Skype interview with this, with First Baptist Sulphur. Skype. And this is, <laughs> yes, Skype interview. Um, uh, and and I, I, it started, I posted this. It doesn't tell me what time I posted it, but it was after that happened. Right. Um, I had my, it was at seven, four, started at 745. It ended at 915. And this is what uh, this is what I said that night. I'm really excited about this opportunity more than any other I've had. This really feels right. Mm. It certainly could go south, but I'm feeling very positive going forward. I knew, and I've been telling people ever since I've been here, that I knew or I believed that God was calling me to this church after my first interview. And right. there I found the written proof. I didn't remember writing that until I happened to go through the. So, so God was working on me in faith on my, my faith area then, but with, with every, and we're going to talk about this a little bit too. There are hard decisions you have to make as pastor and they don't get easier the longer you're here. Right. Um, I think they, you may be more certain of them, uh, but I don't know if that's the case. But it's it's hard to make the decision to um, about staff members, for example, in your second or third year at a church. That's not right. easy. That's never going to be easy. But relationships, built relationships, help that. But what I have found is that. I am more comfortable looking at an uncertain future in our mm -hmm. church now than I was one, two, three, and even four years ago. Um, that's, I guess that's what a pandemic and two hurricanes will do for you. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we looked, we have, as we, as we planned a budget for the past four years, literally for the four years, last four mm -hmm. years, we have known that our income did not match the budget we were passing, both right. our current income and our projected income. Mm -hmm. We were always looking at more bills than we had money. A couple of years we had to spend from savings. We had made the determination that this past year, 2020, 
was very likely our last year. And, and we're talking about, when I say our last year, we're talking about having to get rid of the entire staff in order to make expenses fit income. Mm -hmm. Because we knew how much money we had in savings. We knew how much money we wanted to leave in savings if the staff did have to leave. So that meant we knew how much we had to spend to keep everything going and about how long we would have, about right. a year. Now, we've talked about that year for the past four years. Well, this might be the last year. Well, things look really bad next year. And here we are. And of course, this past year, we had Paycheck Protection Program money. And uh, through our property insurance, we have loss of income insurance. Those two things meant that we have not spent any of our savings. We had income last year and this year that, that covered everything. So we've actually gotten a couple of years reprieve. Right. Did we, and, and here's, here's where my faith comes in. And this is, this is what I'm, what I've said a number of times at the church or to the church. We didn't know the, the, the question is, well, we don't know. We'll get that money next year. You're right. We don't, we didn't know we were going to get that money last year. Right. We didn't know we were going to have a, pan a pandemic and two hurricanes. And no, right. I don't want another pandemic and I don't want two more hurricanes. But that's not the point. The point is God, God provided what we needed. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Plus, because there's actually a lot more money than that that has come in because of our situation. Absolutely. So I look at next year. There have already been some questions. Well, what's the budget going to look like for next year? What are the decisions? I'm like, we're moving forward. And, right. and maybe next year is the last year, but we've been saying this for four years. So it, it, it probably won't be. I'm not worried about it. Right. God has grown my faith in these five years more than in any other situation. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree. In fact, Sunday sermon is most likely faith to go when you don't know, right? <laughs> faith <laughs> to go when you don't know. Yeah. And, and, and so, I mean, I'm sitting here smiling because it's very confirming uh, of where, you know, really where we are, Hebrews 11, and, you know, God tells Abraham, go. And he said, and he went to a land that he knew not, right? He didn't know where he was going. He just said, go. And he started, he took off, man. And, and, and man, how many times I think, you know, for you, obviously in the last five years, I can't tell you how many times the last 10 years for me, that God has just said, head that way, you know what I mean? And man, yeah. along the way, he has just, I, I, I've likened it, and I've shared this with our church, that, you know, life is kind of like a, uh, um, a, a, a blessing field, like a minefield. You just got to get to that point in the road. You don't even know what's in there. You don't even know what's there. You just trip over it and boom, the blessing just, okay, boom, there it is. Okay, that's what I needed for the next part yep. of the journey, you know what I mean? It's kind of like Mario Brothers, right? You're running along the line, you just hit up something. Oh, oh, all right. That's exactly what I meant. Man, thank, thank you. <laughs> that's exactly that's the mushroom I needed, right? That's to, right. To, to be able to get through this, to get get through this level. And so, man, so you just keep going, not knowing what's up, uh, what's up ahead. And you're exactly right, man. Um, these experience pastoring grows your faith at epic levels. So if you are not pastoring uh, and listening and you're thinking about getting, just know that your your faith is going to grow. Now that means it's going to be tested, right? It, it, yep. by, oh, that's right. You know, it's going to be tried. It's going to be, uh, your patience will be tested. All of those things are going to happen. Uh, but the, the result is if you stick with it, if you commit, some incredible things can happen. You know, uh, I think coming in for me, 
I I came in wanting to commit long term. Uh, right. I, you know, that was my heart's desire. I, I hope to uh, pastor Mount Olive 20 years and, you know, by reasonable health and the grace of God, maybe some more. Uh, but in my head, I've always said, God, give me 20, you know, give me mm -hmm. 20. Because when you when you read about pastors that are, quote unquote, whether it's, you know, just great pastors, legendary pastors doing incredible things, able to really have the impact, uh, leave a mark uh, on ministry. Uh, those pastors traditionally have pastored 20 plus years. You know, yep. uh, they they have, you know, we, we like to look at these guys in their 25th year and say, my God, look at that ministry. We forget it really didn't take off until year 12. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or year yeah. seven or year five or year 10 or year 15 or 20, whatever the case may be. Many times you talk to these guys and they'll say, man, the first five or 10, we were just, you know, I was trying to figure it out. And then something just shook. And man, we just took off. And, you know, we went from, you know, 150 members to 1,500 members or whatever the case may be. And so I've read enough to know that that longevity plays a real role uh, in church growth, uh, in, in community impact, uh, and all of those things. And so that's something that I came in pretty committed to, you know, uh, and, and, and has that commitment been challenged? Oh, in ways I never expected, in ways <laughs> I never expected. Uh, but, and I've seen you share this on Facebook recently as well. I'm more convinced today that I was day one, that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And, and yeah. that my, and as, as I spoke, you know, I, every year we do a state of the vision. And so that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, you can look them up on Facebook, my knowledge. Uh, and so every year we do a state of the vision. Well, this year, we normally do it the first Sunday of the year. Uh, but this year, at moment of transparency, there was some deacons and I weren't where I wanted us to be. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and not that anything was terrible, not that anything was bad. It just we had been through a lot. There was a lot of questions and we just wasn't at a point where I felt really good about going out and saying, church, here's the vision. You know, right. <laughs> it just didn't feel good. And so I postponed it. I, I, I mean, we had told people it was going to be first Sunday in January. And and, you know, that's another thing. The maturity to 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 not fight the reality right to just yeah. embrace it to to if you need to move something counsel something uh admit something accept something do it and move forward you know probably in my first couple years of ministry once i had announced i'm going to present the division it was gonna happen i don't care what was going on you know what i mean uh yep. it was just that was, that was probably me you know uh that was me i should say probably that was me i was gonna do it and everybody else just had to figure out what they were gonna do this year, 10 years in ministry, it no one probably, most people didn't even notice it. When I told the deacons I was postponing, most of them were like, what? Don't do that. And I was like, no, no, no. I said something and I want to work it out. I want to, I want to flesh this thing out so that when we do this, it's going, it's going to have that same feel I'm used to of, man, this is a viable vision our church and we're ready to receive it and so i just did the state of the vision last sunday that's the mm -hmm. first sunday in august eight months later than when it's supposed to be done i would have never <laughs> in my first, i'm telling you it, yeah. you know 
I would have felt as if I was giving someone a win or it, 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 I would it was stupid. Okay. I was, I was young. Okay. But, but, but there's a the time that I allowed to pass the man, my goodness, I would have never imagined the things I was able to testify of by waiting till August mm-hmm. made such a, I mean, an amazing impact on the, 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 the spirit of the vision. And, and, and like you said, I didn't even know we were going to have a flood and wind up housing literally 500 volunteers over the last three months in our, you know, half of a right. facility. Okay. But to be able yeah, to, just, just to remind our listeners, he, he's not talking about the hurricanes. We're talking about floods in mid-May that Lake Charles got on top of all this other stuff that we've had. Uh, you know, absolutely. And, and so we were able to house eight days of hope and, and Pelican Mission, 500 volunteers have stayed in our church in the last three months. I was able to say that. Had I done it in January, wouldn't have been able to say that. You know what I mean? But that, right. that, that stirred the spirit of our people that despite kind of being down and being pretty, pretty hit hard, we were able to do, I mean, ministry on a level. We've never done it before with half of what we thought we needed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's just being able to accept those things, being able to, to, to be flexible. You know, I, I, I like to think of Mount Olive as a very, uh, a pretty aggressive church, uh, but a very nimble church uh, mm-hmm. that, that we're able to move, man. And, and for an 81-year-old church, uh, to still have our flexibility and nimbleness is, uh, or to have now developed rather <laughs> flexibility and nimbleness is, is probably one of the, if, if there was something I was most grateful for in our ministry, uh, it is that we are now very, uh, very um, agile. We're mm-hmm. a very agile church. Um, and, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. I, I, I feel as if whatever is thrown at us, we'll, we'll, we'll bend and we'll make the adjustment. We'll survive it, man. You know, I, I said at the end of the state of the vision Sunday, you know, the, the vision is, I believe we're going to live and not die and declare the works of living God. Now that don't sound pretty, that don't sound like a great vision, but in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic after two hurricanes, a freeze and a flood, you know, just to have a vision that this church is going to live and not die is a pretty, pretty nice vision. I'll take it right now. Yeah, it's uh, a oh, ministry totally. that are struggling, brother. Uh, and man, we 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 are. I mean, Sunday we're meeting in our fellowship hall. The last six or seven Sundays have been completely full. You mm. know, uh, in the last two or three months, we probably brought in four or five families, 25, 26 people. Last night, I baptized our. Our sanctuary is is broke, right? I mean, it's broken. It's it's it, you know gutted out and everything along those lines. Well, that's where our baptism is. So a guy right. comes out to, up out the church on yes on Sunday and says, "Hey, I want to get baptized. What, how we're going to do it?" And I said, "We're going to do it at the beach." And so last night, you know, we I did which has, which has been the longest one of the longest prayers of mine. I've been wanting to do a baptism at the beach probably for seven <laughs> years, man. And and but look what it took. Look what it yeah. took, man. And so it goes back to your thing about the budget. And we're in the same situation on the budget. 
It's just such a walk of faith and you just don't know what God is going to do to, to make do uh, and, and, and to do more than you could ever ask, think, or even imagine. And so it's just uh, such a faith walk. But man, I'm telling you, I wouldn't trade the ride for anything. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, it, it, uh, it takes faith. Uh, I, yeah, I wrote down um, longevity does not equal easy. You ask those guys that have been there 20, 25, however many years, and you ask them, well, did you, you – I think we make the assumption, mm -hmm. well, they must have had an easy church, or they must not have pushed the church to do anything beyond their, right. their comfort zone, didn't never pushed them out of the box or, or whatever. And, and those things might be true of some of them, but I – firmly believe most pastors would tell you no that's not what they did and they would probably tell you my first five years or three years or four years or maybe even longer were incredibly difficult mm -hmm. i don't mm -hmm. remember where i read this um i've looked for it now and can't find it but i'm sure it was tom rayner who who put it out there originally he he kind of ranked the the difficulty of a new pastor's years and um, the third year was the hardest. And the fifth year was when things began to settle down. Right. Uh, if, and, and, and that's what he would tell you, don't. And I think he's actually maybe moved third back to second uh, as far as when, when guys will finally give up. Right. And he, will, he would say, don't give up. That's going to be the hardest quit. time. Yeah, just and it was. Quit. I mean, I can I can testify. Here I am in my fifth year, or just finished my fifth year. I'm starting my sixth now. Um, the third year, and it, it, it bled over. I, I it started rough early here. Um, uh, second, uh, for okay, within just a couple of months, I was actually from the pulpit having to dispel rumors, address right. rumors, and and. After I did that two Sundays in a row, the rumor stopped for about six months. Nothing else got back to me uh, about rumors being spread about me because folks learned, wow, he'll address those from the pulpit. Right. Um, not people. I never, I have never, ever called a name from the pulpit um, mm. unless it was my own. Uh, but, um, but I have addressed issues and I have addressed rumors and I have addressed groups from the pulpit. Mm. So second year, third year, gosh, third year uh, would have was was the most difficult. Um, we had staff changes going on, and uh, it, that was a difficult time. Fourth year, I can say this past year, you know, we had the hurricane, the first hurricane, a month after my four year anniversary. So my fifth year has been all hurricane except for twenty seven days. Right. <laughs> um, this is the best year we've had. Yeah. Now you look out at our congregation and you, you count. And if you, you count the number of people watching online and you're going to find that our congregation now is half what it was when I came mm -hmm. almost exactly half. Right. Um, but the fifth year we stopped declining. Mm. And, and 
I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know what I did, if I did anything to, 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 to encourage that or contribute to that. Or uh, so I'm, I, I will take zero credit. I'm just telling you what's happening. Right. This church, First Baptist Sulphur, has been declining for 20 years, mm -hmm. except for one bump, one bubble we got when they started a contemporary service in 2006. Mm -hmm. But that led to some very uh, difficult situations. So the contemporary service got canceled, and the church has been declining again ever since then to the tune of about 25 people a year. That's, that's what it's averaged. And we've kept that going for my four years of being here. 2021, with us meeting in the gym, with pandemic questions, and who knows what's going to be this Sunday now that fo there are folks I know that aren't already, uh, some of my church folks aren't wanting to come back to church for a while until things settle out with this Delta variant. Um up until next Sunday, up to this past Sunday, for the first time since I've been here and in 15 years prior, our trend line, instead of being a horrible downward slope for the year, mm. our trend line for the first time is going up. Now, it's mm. it's slight up, okay? Mm. It's, it, it's, it's gaining a person or two every month or so on average, mm. but it's going up. Yeah. Um, and that's a huge percentage change from this to that. That's oh, absolutely, yeah. So, so have we hit bottom? I don't know. I don't know what bottom is. I I don't know what the future holds. Right. But I can tell you, my fifth year has shown a church of people, a family who is unified, who is hungry to be fed God's word, not just on Sunday morning with the sermon, but with their connect groups, our Sunday school, mm -hmm. with our, dis, our D groups, our disciple groups, our, our reading, people are, are, are invested and involved and, and it is better than it has ever been in my five years here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or the previous I, four years. I, man, I can say many of the same things that, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I can say many of the same things that it is so important, man. Um, to get through that season, get through that season and let the, uh, you know, I think one of the pieces of advice I'd give a young pastor is, man, you got to do a lot of letting the chips fall where they may. <laughs> a lot of letting the chips fall uh, where they may. Going where God leads, doing it lovingly, doing it as kindly as you possibly can. But there's a lot of understanding of you're going to have to let the chips fall where they may and trust God to place the members in the body as it pleases him. And, and there's no doubt that I've gone through that season uh, probably once or twice, but for sure once about three years ago. So for me, uh, it was a tough year, year three. It was a tough year around year seven. Uh, where we made with cycles, free. man. Don't tell me that. Oh man, it's it, woo, it's cycles, brother. You on the treadmill, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm but every, I tell you what, you know, uh, the elders uh, in the African American church, speaking of church in black and white, would say every round goes higher and higher, though, man. It, you're going <laughs> round, but you're going higher and higher every time, man. And, and it's so worth it. It's so, it's so worth it. The first round of challenges so well prepared me, man. Um, I would not have been able to do uh, 
our church would not have been able to do what our church did. And I think that's what every individual, uh, not just as myself as the leader, but even members, we would not have been able to do what we done in year seven if it had not been for year three. It was it yeah. was critical. It literally, I thought it was like, you know, uh, uh, I, I thought it was World War Three. Okay, when when honestly it was just it was you know it was uh you know it was uh, uh what they call it? it was boot camp right right <laughs> you know it was boot camp it was just training getting us ready for the I've seen that challenge. in five years I I, yeah. I I know that year two prepared us for some things we had in year three and year four and I, I especially yeah. saw it like you said among the people when when some certain things cycled back around and started up again but a little differently and even recently in the last few weeks a little bit of something the people were ready yeah yeah with with without my with, with and without needing me it, it was, was uh yeah there was so much of the challenge at year 7 <laughs> that i literally did not have to lead i i i uh, there were so many individuals in place that were able to handle things and and maneuver things and do things and respond to things because of year three and the development from year three to seven that that it was year seven was no harder the battle was bigger but it wasn't mm -hmm. harder than year three now that, that that's that's something you just got to experience. And I think you get you, you get understand. The battle can, was absolutely. bigger, but the battle wasn't any harder. The, you, you know what I mean? Because that the, because the forces were greater. And I'm not talking about numbers or but I'm talking about the individuals who were who were spiritually mature enough to help and develop the situation in a positive direction. And so it was absolutely tremendous. We've been now three years past that. And listen this year this past 12 months and you mentioned it you know it's been the greatest year when i tell you as far as our church family it has been i i, I almost i feel bad to say this because i know there's guys out there struggling right yeah but it's been one of the easiest years it, 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 it you know because from an administrative it's, a, it's an odd irony yeah it's an odd irony or, or and, paradox. And listen, i don't say it's that paradox you know, uh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's kind of oxymoron, <laughs> you know, or, or a double, a double irony, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. But it's not to say our building is is not where it needs to be, or, or you know, our congregation is not where it needs to be numerically. But it's been because the core is so strong. Because there's so, you know, one of the things that I've read recently is at this point, the pastor's spirit has gotten into so many people, right? That mm. they, they understand your heart. They, they, so many people now have the pastor's heart and kind of almost can finish your sentences and things along those lines that, man, this struggle, because people already knew, they understood the level of expectation. They understood the level of commitment. They understood a lot of those things uh, th that just were just right there, man. Uh, and so it's been, for me, you know, I, I, I feel pretty fresh. I mean, it's been a yeah. crazy year and it's, it's, and I, and you know, I'll share with you. I just hate to share that with other people, but because I know so many people are really struggling and it's going, you know, yeah. I don't want them to be, you know, build up animosity with them, <laughs> whatever the case may be, but man, God has been so incredibly good. But now it's because go back to your point. I ain't worried about it either. 
I, I mean, there, right. there's a lot of stuff I could be worried about. Okay. We've talked about it on, on it before, you know, we're going through the FEMA process because the insurance is, you know, didn't, you know, is not, is not there, not able to do what we needed to do. There's a lot of things I could be worried about. Mm-hmm. There's very few that I am. <laughs> okay? Right. You know, at God and his church and his building and his people I ain't one of them. Okay. Uh, you know, God, yep. is, his, he's proven himself faithful. And, and 99 things day, you're worried about, but God ain't one of them. God ain't one of them, man. I got every every bit of confidence that, you know, not only is he going to get us back, but the, the, the kind of vision statement for this year was we're going beyond before, right? I mean, we're, we're going to pass up before like, like, we, like it was standing still, you, you, you know, and, I, and I'm, right. I'm completely confident in that. And every indi- indicator it's suggesting that 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 we're gonna not just kind of rebound to where we were, but it's just gonna be that you know right on past it and on to where God wants us, who has always in that desired intended us to be. And so um, it's it's incredible, uh, you know. But but ten years, five years, committing, doing longevity, seeing God get you out of places that you didn't know how you were gonna get out of. You you, you walk with it's kind of like somebody that's that's cheated death a couple of times they walk with a little bit different swag you, you know what i mean um and it and for us it's not because we're so good so great or so powerful or superhuman it's that man god's been good god's been gracious god's been merciful and in that we've been faithful and, and so we can have some sense of expectation that god's going to continue doing what he's done right because i'm committed yeah. to continue doing what i've done and even continue to increase uh, uh, that effort and, and continue to perfect it as well. Yeah, yeah that that whole um, understanding the pastor and and is is it a, a, a uh, has been an interesting phenomenon to watch. Now, it, it's not just the church needs to understand the pastor; the pastor needs to understand the church too. There's there's mm. that goes both oh, ways. Absolutely. So, but but I'm but I'm speaking primarily to that because one of the things that Tom Rayner says is so difficult about the third year is that the pastor has no more illusions about what the church is, and the church right. has no more illusions about who the pastor is. <laughs> they know each other. Right. And and at that point, you know. It's what we this go isn't going to go, and, and he's not going to change, and back and forth. So decisions have to be made. Right. Um, but one of the things that I was told fairly early on, um, and it wasn't it wasn't that first that that the second or third month where I had to address the rumors, though that was part of it. It was after a couple of years of of regularly addressing issues in the church um from the pulpit uh and some people would say well michael we're on tv you can't address those things i'm like no the 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 number one i don't know how many people watch us it's probably mostly people who would be at church anyway but they can't right but number two even if there are people who are interested in the church they need to know that one, we address issues when they right. come up. We don't sweep them under the rug and that sort of thing. But we're also 
and we do that so that number two, we change, we, we right. get better, we, we become more Christ-like as a church body, more, a more prepared bride for the groom when he returns. Right. So, so we, uh, so what I heard then over the course of probably starting around my third year or so was from church members who said, because you addressed these issues and you mm -hmm. just face them, I feel like I can, I can address them too. Right. Um, there was this sense that as a church member, I can't, and I'm going to use this word and it's not the best word, but it's the only one I can think of. I'm going to fight this because I know the preacher's got my back. Right. I know he's not going to suddenly say, Oh, it's not a big deal. Oh no, no, right, we're not, right. you know, and leave me out hanging. He's going to be right there with me. I mean, it's a very right. similar situation to parenting. If, if mama mm -hmm. gets onto the kid and, and, and daddy finds out and he goes, Oh, that's not a big deal. We're not going to worry about that in front of the right. kid. Well, you've got, you know, you've that's got right. a vision. That's right. Church members knew they were never going to hear if they addressed something going on, they were never going to hear from me division they're going to hear from me yes that's right and here let, let me talk about it too so right. that's been an interesting phenomenon in in the in the five years here um but that is part of what has has strengthened us mm -hmm. uh to even to your point where you said um you said something that made me think there are folks that'll call me and say hey i'm thinking about doing this and i think i know your answer already but I'll, i just want right. to run it by you anyway to be sure i'm right Right. Yep, that's exactly what yep, I would have said. Right. Whether right. whether I didn't want them to do it or did want them to do it, they were almost right. always right um, yeah. because they've learned me and and I've I've learned what okay what I can do and what I can't do, uh, mm. or at least what I can't do. Well, maybe what I can do, but it's not going to be easy. And of well, course, yeah, there you, are you, those you things we pace. have to do. I, I mean, you you learn pace and all of those. It's just. You know, a church is a team, right? And, and the more time yep. you spend together, the more you know it. I mean, you, you look at those professional teams and you see, you know, yep. a guy passes the ball under his leg without even looking and it's the perfect height for the guy to do the alley. He'll be like, what in the world? Well, they've done it a million times. He, yep. knows, he knows how tall the guy is. Even Not that he even has calculated it, right? Not that he's like, okay, wait, he's seven foot tall. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't right. calculate it. He's just the repetition I mean, it's muscle memory, right? It's just muscle yes. memory. And I think I'm telling you, you know, if, if you're a pastor out there, you're in year two or three, dude, let me tell you, you, you have not seen your, you have not hit your form, man. You mm -hmm. have not, your team has not sink yet. You know what I mean? I'm telling That's you, exactly right. listen, I was a, a 20, when I first got here, I was 23. I started passing at 25. You do the math. Okay. And, and I'm telling you, I mean, I was young. I was a young gun, man. And, 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 and church was at that point 70 something, 72, 73 years old, whatever the case may be. So young, really young gun, pretty old church. And I'm telling you, in 10 years, man, it, it, listen, and I don't think we've hit our stride. I still don't think we've hit our stride. I think we're five years from our stride, right? I think we're going to come up to speed at year five. I'm going to enjoy five, and I will jump off before he saw us slowing down and, 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 and tag in the next guy and say, you know, blow the doors off this thing, you know? 
Uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping to do anyway. We'll see what God allows us to happen. But I think we're five years from our real stride. And, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of people around me that was like, wait, you, you, you still don't think you've hit your, no, I, I really, oh, absolutely not. from the inside, I'm like, no, there's man, listen, the next five years are going to be a lot of fun that, you know, and it's kind of like an athletic team. It's like, okay, now, now we can throw some lobs. Now we can throw some right. value. Now we can do some stuff. You know, the, the pressure's off. We've got a good sense for each other. Now we can, we can, and, and here's another thing. Now, very honestly, we can, we can have the toughest conversation because you know I love you. You know, I know you love me. Right. We're, ain't nobody going nowhere here. We can have some, now we can tackle those tough things that we kind of found a bit maneuvering around because we really didn't understand if everybody was really committed. You, you know what I mean? Yep. And so it's just like that team. You're, you're building that place. Two things I'll say, because I know we're getting towards the end of the time, for sure. Two things real quick that I, I definitely want to bring up. Because uh, every five years, I do kind of like the five lessons I've learned in the last five years. So there's 10 of them. So anyway, uh, two of those things, we've kind of hit some of the other ones just by the conversation. But two of those things is what I've realized in year 10 is, one, be honoring the people that help you get started because they probably won't be here when you finish. Yep. I've lost some people, man, that were critical. I mean... <laughs> Listen, that's two or three that I'm, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't for that help or their encouragement or their inspiration, I, I wouldn't make it, you, you know, yeah. and, and I've lost, they're gone, you, you know, uh, grateful that I kind of every year for the state of division, I do kind of a Eagle Eagles award. So and every one of them that has passed has gotten their award before they passed. And, and as I look back, if I was helping, you know, a guy underneath me is like start honoring the people that that helped you when you started because they won't be here many of them man, won't even be here at your 10-year mark you, you know what i mean so oh wait right. start honoring those people because man you know if they were 70 when you got there if they were 60 when you got there the the, the likelihood that they're going to be there at your if they were 60 something well i mean the scripture says it's three score and 10 so the likelihood <laughs> they're going to be there at, at your 10th yep. And, you know, so don't, man, don't wait. It will be, you'll be able, you know, and this is something we don't necessarily like to do, but you'll be able to preach funerals, man, with such gratitude and gratefulness and, and clearness of mind and heart, knowing you've honored those people, man, that, that really, really help you through those first, that, through that battle in year three or that battle in year whatever, you know, Absolutely. And so, so, you know, definitely honor those. And then at year, at year 10, you know, continuing to honor but also now really focusing on mentoring right because if i'm out at 10 and it's going to take five years for you if it took five years for me to learn it's going to take five years for somebody else to learn it you know and so it's like okay at some point in the next three five years i've got to find you know some people and start mentoring in different areas and different ministries and things along those lines so really a focus on that and, and of course in the last five years really mentoring people because they've become man the you get to year five, you know who's with you. You really get to mm -hmm. idea, you get a good idea of who they, they've survived the battle of year three. 
They've even hung around for, you know, the rehab years, right? <laughs> of, of four and right. five, the rehab years, what I'll call them. We, may, we should probably coin it, right? The rehab years of four <laughs> and five, right? Uh, or the year, your rehab years for me of four and five and eight and nine, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. The rehab years. And, and so they're committed. They're legit pour in to those people right um I, I you know i remember at year probably five uh you know i i had a, a crazy conversation with god and 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 just a crazy season of prayer and god how do you do this what do you you know how do you really build it and he says man it's, it's 312 120 it's 312 120 it's 312 120 it's right there in the text man just do it that way you know, and at the years of, you know, of five and the years of 10, that should be something we really think about. Who are the three that I'm just pouring everything I've got into? And who's the 12 that I'm pouring into? And, and how are they doing and pouring into others? And just being really cognizant uh, of that is something that I just, that to me, if there's a weight on me, that's the weight. Who are the three? Who are the 12? And how are they doing with the 140, 120, you know, and beyond? That's the weight on me now um, of making sure I've done that. And and let me tell you, it's a it's a privilege to bear that weight. And it ain't really it. <laughs> it ain't really it. We're grateful for it. Oh, I can't hear you, Michael. Yeah, I was uh, I had my <laughs> microphone muted so you wouldn't hear me slurp my coffee. Oh, um, yeah, I was just sitting here thinking about the people who who in year five are still here and, and, and not just still here. There are, are a number of people are, who are still here. And if year three hadn't gone as well and we had left or year two or whatever, I, I say hadn't gone as well. Um, no, if, if we had left after year two or year three, they, they would have, they, they would still be here in year five. And no matter what I do next week or next year, they'll, they'll still be here in year 10 and there's, there's going to be here and those are good people. And I'm glad they are. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not disparaging them at all, but then there are those people who haven't just been here, but have been here for me. Um, names that I could throw out and, uh, say, you know, I could list them right here that throughout my five years, right beside me, encouraging me, still encouraging me, supporting me, standing up for me, uh, not just, uh, again, they're, they're, they're willing to take arrows for me, um, which, uh, going back to what I said earlier, they know I would take the arrows for them, too. So uh, I, I, there, there's, there's a lot that, guys, if you're, you know, you're a young pastor, or you're think you're going to be a pastor you've got to stick around um you've got to get to this fifth year and as Braylon just said it, year seven is probably going to start it all over again it, it it cycles that's the way it works but if you don't get to to year five you, year seven won't be as doable and and maybe god doesn't leave you in a church past year five or six for whatever reason you know it, it, it's it's not a sin to 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 be at a church a short amount of time unless unless you're doing it unless you're using churches as stepping stones that's a different uh different conversation 
Um, but uh, you need to know that it's going to be hard to get to year five, but it's going to be worth it. I, I, I told the search committee when probably early on when they talked to me and I've, I've, I've told various people at various times throughout my five years here. And I told the hundred or so people that came to the meet and greet before I was called as pastor. They, they were asked, would ask me about my leadership style. And, and I, I don't know exactly what my leadership style is, but I would say I'm a bulldozer in low gear. Um, I'm, I'm going to move slowly. And, and some people laugh when I say that, that I've moved slowly. They uh, really, yeah, yeah you, you have no idea how slowly I have moved. How, you, um, you have no idea how many gears I got. Right. Yeah. So I have moved, uh, I'm going to move slowly, but I'm going to move with determination. Uh, mm. There is a purpose. There is a goal. I rarely do anything just because, and I don't want the church to do something just because. We have to have a goal and a purpose in everything that we do. And ultimately, that's the Great Commission. So if it's not in some way fulfilling the Great Commission, then it's, 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 it may be okay, but it's probably wasteful. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to have the goal. I'm going to have the purpose. I'm going to have the direction. I'm going to put it in low gear, and we're going to head that way. And you're going to have plenty of time to decide what to do about the bulldozer. Um, mm. you, you'll have plenty of time to get out of the way. Get on uh, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. That's right. You can move to the side and just watch it pass by, right. uh, which half our congregation has decided to do since I've, I've been here. Uh, you can, or you can get on and enjoy right. the ride and let's, let's see the road we're paving. Um, and the most of the other half of the congregation has uh, decided to do that. Now, the interesting mm -hmm. ones are the ones that are walking along the side, the bulldozer yelling at the driver um, right. about how he's doing it wrong the whole way. They're, they're still here. They're, right. they're neither contributing nor getting run over. But, you know, uh, luckily, it's hard to hear them uh, over all the other people on the um, bulldozer with me. Go so, on, go yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah, let's let's just say go go church, go family, go church. uh, yeah. rather than go Michael. Um, right, right. They, they, cool. it, because it's not, I, I know you would say this too. It, it's, it's not, it's not me. It's, it's the vision. Right. It's, it's the, uh, it's the purpose. And right. any other pastor comes in with the same purpose and, and maybe a different personality, but one that is very, uh, very focused and right. very determined or as some people have called me hard-headed or um, uh, whatever. Yeah, but one last thing. Uh, one of the comments that has been made is that uh, I'm, a, I'm a my way or the highway sort of pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly, I have <laughs> never told anybody. You too? Yeah, I've never told anybody to leave the church. And I've never told anybody either get on board with this or leave, leave the church. And every major decision that we have made, that I have made, has had to go through the church before we could act on it, whether it's budget or staffing or anything else. So, so I've never told anybody get on board or, or leave. 
Right. I've just said, this is the direction I believe we should go. Church, what do you think? The majority of them agreed. And that's the direction we go. And then you've had the option. Well, one lady who has been a support the entire time, she said, you're not my way or highway until the decision's made. Right. And, and, and then, oh, well, yeah, then it, because it's that's, that's our way. It's that's just, right. It's I, our way. It's not my way. way. It's not we, right. right. So, yeah. um, so, I, I, so I love the analogy of the slow moving bulldozer. I, I probably, if I'm honest, uh, I'm probably a, a, a freight train. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I am, I am going, the destination is going to be on the board. I'm going to write it out. It's going to be on the board right up there. You know, this, this train is going <laughs> to right. San Francisco, right? And, and time of departure will be posted. Okay. And, and time of and arrival will be posted. Time of arrival, nine times a ten, is going to be posted unless there's some, you know, un, un, unplanned delays. Okay. And, and I am going to get on the train and I'm going to start it up. Okay. Yep. And and I'm gonna start pulling off. Now a freight train pulls off real slow. Okay. But once it's up to speed, it's gone. Okay. And yeah. so I'm the I'm the same way. I I mean, yeah, I, you know, I'm definitely a writer. I believe in writing a vision and making it plain. If I'm doing something nine times out of ten, the entire congregation has the vision literally in their hands. When I get up to do the state of the vision every year. I had one to the chairman of the deacon board, one to the president of the board of directors. And I said, here's what I'm about to say, guys. <laughs> okay. Yep. You got it. And if anybody wants a copy, it's available at the back door on your way out or, or, or next Sunday or whatever the case may be. I mean, lots of accountability, lots of clarity, whatever the case may be. Most of these things we've talked over the last three or four weeks that I've developed the vision. But, but partner, <laughs> once I'm done, when I say amen on this thing right here, the That's engines going. are gonna fire up, and this thing's gonna start leaving the station now. And 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 here's one last piece of advice for me: is this, don't leave anybody, but let anybody stay. There's yep. a difference between right. someone getting left and someone deciding to stay. The goal is to when we when I pull off. I pull off slow enough that I'm not leaving anyone that wants to go. But I am, com I am completely confident that if you want to stay, you are, you will stay. You <laughs> because I'm not, I'm not stopping, right? I'm not stopping and arguing with you too much longer, right? It, it, it's clear, like you say, things are going through the church meetings and things along those lines. And so I don't feel as if we've left anyone along the path. People right. have chosen to stay. That's um, exactly and, right. And, and and they're welcome to join us. I, I, I and let, I'll say this: in the last three or four months, uh, I mentioned you know twenty five or so individuals have joined. Probably a little less than half of those are individuals who are coming back after three years. Mm. Don't quit. That's right. Don't quit. Yep. All right. So that's our discussion for the day. I think that's a little bit enough for Absolutely. Uh, that, that topic. We uh, uh, appreciate you listening. Hopefully this has been encouraging for you. Um, 
as a, if you're a, a pastor, a young pastor, an older pastor, maybe you're an older pastor that's never stayed anywhere more than a couple of three years. And, and it's, uh, I'm sure that has worn on you over the years and well, you can, you can start staying longer. Young pastor shoot for that. I, I told the church when I came, I said, I signed a 30 year note for my house. So I plan on writing the, the check for the last payment and then retiring two weeks later. Cause I want to get one more uh, salary check after I write the last check for the house. Just to so, see what it feel like. <laughs> that's right. Just to know, Oh, good money. Doesn't have to go to the house. Um, or longer. I mean, I'll only be 71 when we pay off the house. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking to go anywhere. Uh, and the Lord may do something different and, and circumstances may do something different and that's, that's fine. But my plan is to be here forever. I think you got to go in that way, but know that it will not be easy. And, sure. and you are going to have battles, um, fights, whatever you want to call them. You'll lose some, you'll, you'll win some, it, you, you, you'll, you'll, you'll get to do the things that you think you need to do. And sometimes you won't get to do the things that you think you need to do. And that's just the way of it. And, and yes, people are going to leave. Um, but if you're, if you are set on the purpose, the vision, the goal of making disciples, then you're going to have to shoot for that goal sure. and, and don't leave anybody behind, but ain't everybody going to get on the bulldozer or the train. Uh, there are some people and some are going to get on and then jump off and like the ride. And yeah, you know, that's just the sad way of it. But if you're faithful, God is faithful. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If you're not faithful, God's still faithful. I believe that's what scripture says. And, so uh, be faithful and, to your and call. Prepare to, prepare to be rerouted, right? Uh, you may think, oh, this is going this way. And, but man, trust God to reroute you. Let him be the conductor. Uh, let him right. let him be the foreman at the site, and and man, you just you just you just stir the thing as he as he gives direction, and it'll be amazing um, what he'll do. And uh, I want to encourage if there's a, a older pastor that's been around uh, his church a little longer, uh, shoot us an email and tell us what's up ahead. I'd like to know what's up ahead from ten. That's right. I'd, absolutely. <laughs> and maybe we should do a guess with the pastor that's done. That we should do that. We should bring a pastor that that's. 10 plus or 20 plus on and have a conversation about, you know, the road ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's a great idea. We'll, we'll look into that. So, uh, and, and others of you send us an email, let us know where you are in your, in, in your tenure and what it's been like. What, what have you learned? What have you, what did, what do we wish you had done differently? What, what are your battle scars that we, you know, sometimes misery loves company. We need to know, Oh gosh, good. We, I didn't just go through that by myself. And, uh, we what all is it like from the, and what is it like from the members perspective of five years and 10 years? What has that been like? I'd love to, I'd love to hear. No, okay, I'm not bringing any of my church members on for that. That's just, <laughs> that's just crazy. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about for my <laughs> listeners and, and anybody. Oh, good point. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. What was it like to watch a pastor, maybe not one of our members, but just your pastor develop over, over five or 10 years and, and, and what, what have, how have you developed as a member over five or 10 years? That would be an interesting. Uh, that would insight. be. So, that would, and, you know, and that would be fine homework. having everybody's any of my church members on. Everybody's got homework this week. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and like I said, I'd be fine having some of my church members, some of my church members on to have that discussion. Um, Same here. <laughs> yeah, but may, maybe not all of them.
All right. Well, thanks for listening to us. Uh, listen to the, uh, the, the bumper here at the end. You'll find out how to contact us. Uh, we will, we're, we're planning on being consistent again. So uh, we will look for you next week on our next podcast. Braylon, good to talk to you, sir. Always, my friend. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Church in Black and White podcast with Braylon Harris and Michael Linton. Be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash churchbnw or just search for the Church in Black and White. Follow us on Twitter at churchbnw, that's churchbnw, or tell us your thoughts by email at churchbnw at gmail.com, churchbnw at gmail.com. We look forward to you being a part of our discussion next week.